Welcome to our Hakel podcast, the third in the series titled Classic Take, where we take a concept of Mashiach, a fundamental concept of Mashiach, and try to get a better understanding of it. Today we will deal with the question, do we still need Mashiach? Well, it might seem like a very out-of-the-box question, but this is a question that many of us struggle with. We all speak about coming of Mashiach, we want Mashiach now, how important it is to daven for Mashiach. A lot of people might say, do I really need Mashiach? Is this something really on the top of my priority list? Am I missing anything? Am I missing Mashiach? And obviously, deep down, we all know how wonderful Mashiach is, and we learn about Mashiach, we hear about Mashiach. But many times, there's a certain disconnect. Many people would seriously ask, why do I need Mashiach? And obviously, there's many approaches, many angles how to deal with this question, but I like, would like to first discuss the question before we try to give some answers to the question. The belief in the coming of Mashiach is not just to believe that one day Mashiach will come and he will do this and that and the third thing, but it also entails a genuine anticipation for the coming of Mashiach. The Rambam writes, the Rambam makes it very clear in the Hilchus Molochim chapter 11 that belief in Mashiach means that a person should not only believe in Mashiach, but he should anticipate Mashiach which has many different interpretations, but one basic interpretation means a person should genuinely want Mashiach. This is expressed in the fact that we pray for Mashiach three times a day, and many of the blessings, many of the brachas and shmanesah are dedicated to Mashiach. When we daven, something that we're praying for is not just lip service, but it's something that we feel is a need and an important need, that we focus on this need more than many other needs that we have, like health, and livelihood, and other things, we focus on the coming of Mashiach. So it's very clear that Yiddishkeit wants a Jew to believe, and to not just to believe in Mashiach, but to feel and anticipate and yearn for Mashiach. And a lot of times there's a disconnect. A person could say years ago when the Jewish people lived in the ghetto, and they were living constantly under the threat of pogroms, and uh, many other issues in general in life that weren't good, it was very hard to get to earn a living, it was <clears throat> many diseases and sicknesses going around and so on and so forth. So yeah, people needed the survival was difficult. People obviously yearned and hoped for Mashiach. Life wasn't normal. But today, thank God, we're living in, you know, developed countries and uh, you know, more or less we could serve Hashem, we could learn Torah, Torah we could do mitzvahs, we could act as an observant Jew and without any too many difficulties, and we have physically as well, you know, people are living longer today, the, you know, quality of life is much better than it was for, you know, maybe arguably since the beginning of creation. So why do we really need Mashiach? And obviously, you know, as a religious Jew, we need Mashiach because there's many mitzvahs that we can do. But not, not always are we so sensitive to our religious needs. At least, obviously, every Jew deep down wants Mashiach because every Jew deep down wants to fulfill the Torah and we can't fulfill the Torah until Mashiach comes. Every Jew wants what Hashem wants. Hashem wants Mashiach. But on the, but on the surface, a person might, nece- might not necessarily feel the need for Mashiach. And this causes a big block for many people, from people, people that, you know, believe in Mashiach and so on and so forth. But, you know, where does Mashiach fit into my personal life? Why do I need Mashiach? You know, many times we'll, 
people will try to answer such a question and point out all the tragedies, God forbid, that are going on and anti-Semitism and the terror attacks in Israel and so on and so forth, which is all very real. And But a person has to be able to forget about himself and look at the bigger picture, realize that the Jewish people have a destiny, we're suffering in exile. There's obviously our suffering in exile wasn't just that we should live today comfortably in any part of the world and uh, learn learn Torah and do mitzvahs. Obviously, there's, you know, we're still on the road, we're still on the journey, we're waiting for Mashiach. And, uh, you know, if a person looks at it from a Jewish perspective, from a historical perspective, even the world at large, you know, the many problems here and there, that, you know, even even the past recent years, past few years particularly, so it's not too difficult to find a reason why we need Mashiach, but the question is, why do I need Mashiach? Do I really need Mashiach? I don't care what's going on in Ukraine necessarily. I don't care about this, that. The third thing, Baruch Hashem, I'm living a good life. Why do I need Mashiach? So that question has to be answered. Obviously, the, the real answer is that that is why it's so important to learn about Mashiach, because it's not really something a person could change so quickly a perspective of life a a goal what he's looking for what is what what makes him happy in life if he you know got a raise in the salary or if he Mashiach, Mashiach will come in such a shift in the mindset that what a person looking forward in life obviously can't happen uh, so easily overnight and it's important to learn and understand and digest but obviously it's also important to be able to give something that a person could relate to in his own life to see why he needs Mashiach. Let's take this question a step further. Even somebody that wants Mashiach, because they have a lot of problems, God forbid. The question is, do they really want Mashiach? Do they need Mashiach? Or do they just need a problem solver? Do they want someone to come and take away their problems? I mean, there's a sad joke that they say, quite a famous joke, I believe, that they say about a Jew, a simple Jew, who goes to shul and he hears his rabbi say how Mashiach is going to come and we should all pray for him and hope for him and he will come and he will take us all to Israel and rebuild the base Hamikdash and he comes home excited and tells his wife, you know, what's going to happen? Mashiach will come and take us all to Israel. And his wife gets very nervous. She says, you know, we have here some cows and goats from which we get some livelihood. We are able to sell their milk, etc., etc., What's going to happen when Mashiach comes? He's going to take us all to Israel. We're going to lose our source of livelihood. So the husband says, yeah, but there's Kazakhs. There was always a threat of a pogrom of the Kazakhs coming and killing the Jews. He said, you know, we will be away from the Kazakhs. We won't have that threat anymore. So his wife says, so let Mashiach come and take the Kazakhs to Israel. Take them away from us. What do we need to go to Israel for? Or another way how this joke is said is that the husband turns to his wife and he says, you know, you're right. He says, but the same the same Hashem who saved us from the Egyptians and from Haman, from Haman, he will also save us from Mashiach. So in other words, the issue is, do we, when we know that Mashiach will take away our problems, are we really yearning for Mashiach? Or are we yearning or are we just looking at Mashiach as someone that will take away our problems, but maybe introducing Mashiach into our lives, we might also view as another problem. So it's important to be able to really understand what we're looking forward to and how Mashiach, you know, why, you know, why Mashiach is the one that will solve all the problems, so that when we think about Mashiach, it's not just that he's getting rid of any particular problem, but that he's actually 
you know, he 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 is he he is solving the problem, not just you know taking away the problems and just giving us something else instead, which we not might not be know what it is or too comfortable with. So there is a few points I would like to say. I would like to start with the basic idea that where we can see in our own life that we need Mashiach, that we're in exile. And one way Hasidus explains this, although not Hasidus discusses this, is not usually directed than the question I mentioned before, but I think it applies very strongly to, to, to help explain and answer this question. As Hasidus discusses the concept of Shibud Malchies, we know that Exile is termed as a time of Shibud Malchis, who's subjugated to other nations. So much so that the opinion of Shmuel, one of the sages in the Gemara, and the Rambam famously rules like Shmuel, is that the fundamental difference between our state now and our state in the future when Mashiach will come is the subjugation of uh, being subjugated to, to Gentile nations. In other words, he doesn't believe that it's um, it's it's necessary or it's for sure, for certain that there will right away be great miracles and supernatural events. He says Mashiach will come, that nature will remain the same. The main difference will be is that we, we won't be subjugated to other nations. Now the question is, a person could say, you know, today I'm Bar Hashem, I'm living in a free country, you know, I'm not, you know, what's the subjugation that I have? That I have to pay taxes, or that I have to comply with uh, whatever, some other small things. What, what I'm not, I don't feel subjugated. So why am I in exile? Why do I need Mashiach? And if we understand the deeper meaning of Shibud Malchia, subjugation of nations, of kingdoms, we'll understand better why we, how we see in a very vivid way that we are in exile. Siddha says, let us understand what does this mean, Shibud Machi, subjugation of nations. For throughout the centuries, there were many times that the Jewish people suffered tremendously under their rulers, the Romans, and this nation and that nation, but there were, many, were other periods in history when the Jewish people had a good time. They were given freedom, they were given rights. They were able to, to make money, to, 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 to grow physically, spiritually. Why were they under, in such a case, why were they under subjugation of nations? And furthermore, what Chassidus says, even when the Jewish people, what, what exactly defines subjugation of nations? You could say, oh, we have to pay taxes, we have to do this or that. Chassidus points out when the Jewish people lived under David HaMalach, Shloimai HaMalach, the, the height of Jewish history, the highest point in Jewish history is the days of Shloimai when he built the Beis HaMikdash and there was peace and prosperity and all the nations around of the world cherished the Jewish people. They, 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 you know, were coming, flocking to, to Shloimai HaMalach to hear his wisdom. He was the height of the physical and spiritual, you know, the, the greatest time in history the Jewish people enjoyed the, the best, the greatest highs physically and spiritually was during that time. The Jewish people had to pay heavy taxes during those days. So if Shibud Malchis just means that we're under foreign rule, we're, we're, we, we, know, we, we, have, we have a government that we have to comply with, you know, the Jewish kings, you know, also, you know, weren't necessarily that easy to, to just uh, 
to just go by. They also had to pay them taxes and a great amount of taxes. So what exactly is Shibud Malchis? Chassidus says like the Shibud Malchis is not just a physical point if you're ruled by a Jewish king, by a descendant of David HaMalach, or you're ruled by the United States government or the Roman emperor, whoever it is. Shibud Malchis means when a person lived in Eretz Yisrael, he felt Hashem's presence in an open way. He didn't have daigas arpanos, he didn't have worries how he's going to make money, how he's going to survive. He lived a harmonious, a peaceful life. He was not bogged down by he, internally with day-to-day living. He was able to appreciate, he keenly sensed and felt Hashem's presence. He realized that birchas Hashem mitash, you know Hashem was giving him blessing. And whatever he had to do was just a way of bringing Hashem's blessing down into his life. It wasn't just that he was ruled by a Jewish king. It was he was the Jewish king was representative of Hashem. He felt that he was being controlled. He was being taken care of by Hashem himself. So he obviously had to do things. Maybe he had to give a lot of money to the king. But he had no daig. He had no worry. He he wasn't subjugated to everything that's going on in life. However. The idea of exile means we don't feel Hashem's presence, and as a result, we get bogged down with everything that happens. Oh, where am I going to make money from? What about this problem that pops up? Health, shalom bias, this issue, the education of my kids, dealing with my neighbor, all types of problems that come up, they bog us down. If we would keenly feel Hashem's presence, we would really see how the brachas come from the Ebeshter, and first of all, a lot of these issues wouldn't pop up, and also we wouldn't feel bogged down by them. We will be able to, 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 to you know, realize what their purpose is, and we'll fix whatever needs to be fixed, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll grow from it. Instead, exile means that we get subjugated to life, to day-to-day living. It doesn't necessarily mean to the government, to a king. It's even simple things a person is bogged down with. And this is something which in every person... Even people that might have a lot of money, they're billionaires, they're all bogged down, we're all bogged down by all different things. This person can't sleep at night because he doesn't know how he will pay his bills, and a billionaire can't sleep at night, he's afraid if this business still would work out, that business still won't work out. There's a certain shibud machis, a certain yoch, a yoke of life. We're bogged down with problems. It could be living in the most prosperous time in the world that everyone has to go for therapy. There's something that is bogging us down. And the key over here is to realize that what's bogging us down is not because, oh, you know, I have this problem, so I will figure out a solution how to make sure, how to make it work. I'll take away this problem, that problem. There's a deeper issue over here. We're being bogged. It's, it's, the, the, it's, it's not the particular problem of life. It's the whole, the whole way of life, the whole, the, 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 the whole malchios, the, the, the way life is, the, the way we're, the type of, the world that we're in today is one that we don't we don't we don't live and experience in a deep way our connection with Hashem, our connection with with godliness, and therefore all physical things have such control over us and they bog us down. We are we are subjugated to to, the, to life, to physical issues of life. What is Mashiach? Mashiach is a Melech mi Mashiach will be a king. From the house of David, Amalchi will reveal Hashem's kingdom in the world. Even without the great, Mashiach will do many great things, will do many miracles. Nature will change at the first period, the second period, which is another separate discussion, not for now. 
But before doing anything else, Mashiach will bring an awareness of Hashem. People living under the kingdom of Mashiach, they'll live life very differently. Even if there might be some things that they're going to need to do, you know, even when Mashiach comes, maybe people still need to work at least minimally, at least in the beginning stage, whatever, I mean, there's different details and opinions which I don't want to get into right now. But the point I'm trying to bring out is that yoke, that yoke of life will be gone. Why? Because the yoke of life is really comes as a result of the fact that we're not nullified to Hashem. In other words, it's like it's, it's a, the idea of exile means Hashem set it up that when we, we we're not connected, when we don't we're not we're not in sync, we're not subjugated, so to say, to Hashem, to a higher source, to our true reality. We become subjugated to all externalities of life. And Mashiach will bring out our connection. Mashiach comes. We will. He will be our king. He will, he will, we will feel Hashem's presence and kingdom. We will, so to say, surrender the all our problems to Hashem. I won't have to worry about money, this or that. I will see how Debish is taking care of everything. That itself will take away subjugation of nations. That's what it means that Mashiach will take away Shibud Machi, subjugation of, 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 of kingdoms. Mashiach will reveal how everything comes from Hashem. And in addition to the fact that, that itself will take care of the, will take away many of the problems, because many of the, of these problems result from a certain type of world that we're in, where godliness is not revealed, and therefore we get jealous, and therefore money becomes such a powerful tool, and there's fights and so on and so forth. Once that's taken away, obviously, uh, once people realize what's real in life, then a lot of these problems will automatically disappear. But furthermore, the the fact that we we see the Abisha, we we see how the is in control. And we, we subjugate, we surrender ourselves to him, so to say, in a positive way. We, you know, we, we, you know, the Ebesheh is controlling us, this, this, which is brought out through being, you know, citizens in the kingdom of Mashiach. That itself will take care of all the different yokes of life, whether it's homework, it's tests, it's problems that I have with my siblings, with, with get, getting money. All these things are all different problems that everyone experiences in life in one way or another, or, or another which are not the way it's really meant to be. And this is what Mashiach will take away. So if a person says, why do I need Mashiach? Every person has problems. The only thing is we don't necessarily identify those problems as the fact that Mashiach isn't here. We identify those problems because we think that these problems, you know, I, I need to make money. Why do I need to make money? Because obviously I need to make money. The problem is that I'm having difficulty making money. If I were to be rich, the problem would be taken away. But that's not true. If I were to be rich, I would still be worried about this business still, that, the third thing, the fourth thing. There's a deeper thing here. I, 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 the type of quality of life, my appreciation of life, is not the way it should be. Who's going to bring out how I should, who's going to make me realize a proper way of living life, harmonious life, Mashiach will. So this is one thing, if we, if we, if we, and each person could find within himself this point of Shibud Malchis, is so to say, this exile, the subjugation to other nations, which will help bring us, explain to us why we need Mashiach. It also helps explain to us how Mashiach will take care of these problems. Why I need Mashiach? I need Mashiach. It's not just Mashiach. It's not just someone that's a miracle problem solver. Mashiach will also, he's taking away the problems because he's connecting us to higher reality. The same thing also in in, uh, in, a, in a little bit of a, a, a different way, in a more avoidus Hashem, serving Hashem approach, the Chassam Sefer explains that we all want to serve Hashem. Or every person has 
even if we put it in more uh, universal terms, everyone has certain goals, morals, things that he, he wants to be a better person. He feels he can't. Why? He has this addiction, he has that, the third thing, the fourth thing. These are all other symptoms of Shibud Malchis. We are subjugated to nations, we are subjugated to this, to that, our evil inclination. Mashiach will take that away. Mashiach will take away this, this force which controls us, which inhibits us, which doesn't allow us to grow, which is our, phys- our own exile, which is a reflection of the gl- global exile we are living in. Mashiach will take that away. So this is, is much more to be said on the subject, but I think this is one point, one that a person could think about, some food for thought, that uh, will help us appreciate a little bit better why we need Mashiach and how Mashiach fits into my life. And even on a very simple way, if a person realizes that Abishur is in control, even in the times of exile, at the last moments of exile, when we're, you know, when we're hearing the footsteps of Mashiach, if a person relinquishes, he gives away his problems to Hashem, he will feel an inner redemption, an inner peace. You know, the Abishur is in charge. I don't have to worry about everything in life. He could already experience that now. Shem should help. We should merit the coming of Mashiach. Now, take it from the Yad Mamish. Plastic Take is produced by Todalt's Podcast Productions, producers of the Daily Boost, the Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.